and welcome to the Business Octopus, where we talk about all things sales, marketing, and technology. I'm here with uh, Ryan Caswell from B2B Leads, and I myself, uh, Avon Collis from uh, Relevate. I'm a specialist in CRM, marketing automation, and all-around good guy. Welcome, Ryan. How are you doing? Yeah, fantastic. Thanks so much for having me today, Avon. It's a pleasure yeah. to be here. No worries at all. And, you know, today we were discussing uh, a little bit earlier, there's so much uh, going on in terms of people spamming on LinkedIn, you're getting emails, you're getting um, physical mail, you're getting all sorts of stuff coming in. Um, but today we want to talk about how to get B2B leads, very specifically business to business. Obviously, you're going to get uh, the, the, the spotlight catalog or the Aldi catalog in the mail, but um, that's very much a consumer basis. So how do we sort the wheat from the chaff when it comes to generating new business? Um, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So so tell me, why is uh, lead generation broken? Lead generation is broken for well, a number of reasons, but I think one of the biggest reasons I think is people are fed a lot of information from a lot of different sources and they've fed a lot of information, especially small businesses on what to do to generate leads or what to do to improve your business, improve your marketing and so on and so forth. Now, a lot of this information is really, I mean, whilst it's correct for small businesses with so limited resources, a lot of what is technically correct doesn't work for a small business because the, the return is so low. And things like content marketing, a lot of different things that occupy a lot of time and are very time intensive, just don't provide enough of a return to actually justify your cost to do those things. So I think it's broken in, in two ways. I think people are fed a lot of information that is incredibly time consuming and very hard to get an ROI. Yeah. And I think it, um, it's also broken in that people don't have an understanding of these, the core foundations to generating leads. And so they just take a very blanket spray and pray approach. And obviously that's where we are at the moment where there's a lot of crap on platforms like social media through email and um, it puts a bad taste in your mouth. But yes. where there's problems, there's opportunity and there's a lot of opportunity to stand out from the crowd when everyone does such a bad job. So yeah, that's kind of where I feel it is. Not only, not only is there a lot of noise in the market around you know, products and services, there's also a lot of noise in the market around what you should be doing. You know, everyone yeah. seems to have found their little niche and then all of a sudden they're an expert on it. Or you know, amid COVID when lots of people have lost their jobs, suddenly we have a lot of uh, uh, at-home marketers, you know, freelancers and that sort of thing. Um, and I think that, you know, you, you, can, you can spend a lot of time with your nose to the grindstone when really there's probably a better way. Now, I know that there's a, the flip side between, yes, we're told we need to generate content if you listen to the Gary V's of the world. And by no means does he make that perfect, but he has got a team of about 20 people behind him snippetizing and remaking and redoing. Basically, and you see it in the camera angles, people just follow him around and he's mic'd up and recorded virtually 24-7. And so, yeah, he can generate the content. And then it's put on 10 platforms. And it's cut down in five different ways. And short, shorts uh, made shorter so that people with short attention spans get to the gold quicker or something like that. That's so I, I think that um, as far as people, you know, drilling down on the, the, the detail or the, you know, just getting volume out there, there are a lot of spammers. 
you know, doesn't that like make it a little bit better, like in terms of what you do or in terms of what people do in general when it comes to lead gen? Yeah, from my experience, when everyone's doing such a poor job, like spamming and just reaching out to everyone, it makes it a lot easier to reach out and, and do things properly because it's just, it's like night and day between someone who's doing a good job and a bad job. So you're a saying that it, the low performers make you look good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so keep the, doing the, it, keep doing it if you want to make, if you want Ryan. Yeah, that's it. I think the biggest misconception is, and, and a lot of people see the spammers and probably gravitate towards thinking, oh, that's how you're supposed to do it. But really, um, the, the biggest thing is, and this is where people struggle is, it really comes down to just understanding your value, being very upfront with why you want to reach out and connect with people and getting the right people to connect. Mm. And, um, and then you can really set the tone of the conversation versus you know, just reaching out to everyone for no specific reason and then hitting them with the sales pitch. Mm. So yeah, it's, um, it's definitely not that hard to stand out from the crowd when you, when you really understand where you can add value and to what particular subset of audience. It's interesting, like we're talking about standing out from the crowd, but there's kind of like two elements in this crowd that we speak of. And obviously one is those people that are in small businesses trying to make a buck and make a living. Um, but then you've got these, these social platforms that have, you know, the, the medium through which everybody is doing these things. And of course, they've got an interest. They've got to try and maintain, protect and grow. Um, you know, you look back to, uh, I think it was BuzzFeed basically had their business virtually rocked to the ground overnight because Facebook changed its algorithm uh, and mm -hmm. said, you don't get to build your business on us. Um, we're not, we're not leveraged for you. We are, we are our own business. So, uh, you know, we, we see that in LinkedIn where they're trying to, you know, reduce the reach. You can't suck data out of it. You have to sign up for premium or, um, or any of the paid versions just to, just to get something happening. How do you see that affecting I guess the landscape at the moment. Um, the, the reduction in the amount of invites you can send. So just to give um, anyone who's watching some context, in the old days, you used to be able to connect with people on LinkedIn up to 100 people a day. So that's sending an invite, 100 people, um, and then of that, a certain amount of people would connect, let's say 20 to 50% of those people. And then you can have conversations and send messages to those people. So they've reduced that down to about 100 per week. So it's a fairly substantial decrease. What I've seen is it's increased the engagement and it's also, it's increased the engagement because it's reduced the volume. And so when people get messages, they're more likely to engage because there's less messages. And it's also increased the, I guess the quality because if you only have 20 um, a day that you can send versus 100, you're more likely to focus on the right audience rather than just spray and pray and, and getting that volume up. So I've, I've seen it as a real positive, especially yeah. to get engagement up. So I guess, how do we address the spam culture? You know, we, we're turning people away where, um, you know, we've, even though we've just said that uh, it helps you out, I guess it's by large, you know, and that's partly why LinkedIn are doing it is that um, they don't want people to leave their platform because that, that gives them uh, an asset, something that people are going to pay money to, to access or for reports and data. Um, so what, what do we do about it? In terms of people like spamming yeah, uh, or reaching out to us? I guess so. Like uh, I, I open LinkedIn and quite frequently I get message one is, hello, I would like to connect. It sounds quite genuine. 
message two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight end up with uh, uh, messages uh, that have like links to my sales page or get my ebook or watch my video. Um, yeah. They're asking a lot of me, very short time. Yeah. I, I think the most important thing is, and the good thing about LinkedIn is you don't have to talk to people. You don't have to let people connect with you. So I think if you are more particular with who you connect with mm. and look at their profile and think, okay, is this person going to add value to me? Even if they are going to reach out to me and start a conversation, is this something that will add value? So mm. be, be more cautious with who you reach out to, but also understand like, I mean, it's probably just a case of ignorance. Most people are trying their best to grow their businesses and do the right thing. And not everyone necessarily knows the best way around that. Like, I mean, we can't all be experts at lead generation. So maybe mm. it's just a matter of giving people a bit of advice on how you feel the messages is. And for the most part, I've found people incredibly responsive and, and open to feedback on LinkedIn as well. So and, yeah. and I think you raise a very important point there. In fact, I turned someone around once. Um, I'd pretty much gotten five messages with all links and all that sort of stuff. And I basically replied with, hello, automation. My name is uh, uh, Avon. I like Italian food and I have a cat. And I'm an Irish or something like that. And it shocked them out of their, their pattern. You know, they're, they're kind of like in a mode. I've just got to do this 100 times today. And maybe one someone will close. And you get that you know, particularly amongst COVID, you get that desperation or, or something like that. And um, and so people think if they do more, they'll get more. And so they're busting it out, and, but they're not really getting the value. As soon as you get to that real conversation, the game has totally changed. I actually ended up inviting them over to a networking group and, uh, you know, we talk on a regular basis. And now she's since changed her messaging. So it's, it's amazing how much feedback can actually uh, get past that that artificial wall or that sales wall. And I think a lot of times people won't connect with you if you have business development manager in your headline or sales rep or something like that. So I think for me, it's probably more um, stop being a role, stop being a business and just be a person. Yeah, yeah, yes and no. This is where I think sometimes the industry is... Um let it a little bit astray like yeah it's good to be person it's good to be personal mm. and it's really important to build relationships but where i probably differ a little bit is i think relationships are really important but they're secondary that the main thing is we're not on linkedin to make friends with people we're there to grow our business and that's that's where b2b is a little um I mean, it really is. B2B marketing is all about how can my business make more money? No one really wants to do anything mm. unless it is to do with growing their business. So we want to we work with people we like. We want to work with people we trust and those relationships that are enjoyable. Mm. But that's secondary. The main thing is, can this person help me grow my business? And I think it's really important to understand how you can help people, be very open about why you want to connect with people and how, you know, where you see you can add value and try to build the relationship based on that, as opposed to trying to build a relationship. And then what, because otherwise what happens is you can build a lot of relationships, but with the wrong people and that don't, don't tend to go anywhere. And it's really important you value your own time too, and make sure you connect with people who see your value. Mm, yes, definitely. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, the, businesses or B2B sales have become more relational in general. 
And that's probably more just the, the human attachment to something. But I think for those emotive sales, you're probably looking more at that small business owner, but for larger businesses, they're very, very technical and they're going to evaluate every uh, dot T and, and I, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I guess it depends on what you're going for. And, and I think that if uh, building a relationship is great, but it doesn't lean anywhere, definitely does not uh, equate to a good use of time. No. So what can people do themselves and, you know, what's scalable? Yeah. So the, if, you, if you look at the core foundations to lead generation, there's really, there's really only one thing we're trying to achieve. We're trying to, well, we're trying to take strangers and we're trying to get them onto calls. Um, and if you break it down into its simplest form, you basically, you have some form of message and you need to feed traffic to that message. Mm. And that traffic, so that traffic needs to be relevant and that message needs to be relevant. So there's really two things you need to do. You need to optimize your offer, your message, the thing that people see, and you need to optimize the people that you reach out to. And then you need to do those two things efficiently so that if it costs too much to do these two things and you're not getting enough clients from it, then it, it costs you money as well. So you need to target the right people, you need to say the right things. And you need to do the whole thing efficiently enough that you can actually get an ROI from it. So yeah, there's, there's three core things that you need to focus on. And ultimately, from my experience, you, you need to do all three of them well in order to, to, to get anywhere with lead generation. So I think I might have gone a little bit off topic there or drifted a bit away from the question. <laughs> no, no. Well, that was going to roll into the next question, which yeah. is what are the most important elements? The most important elements, I would say. I call my um, the four P's, the four pillars to yeah. generating leads. And um, I call that, so your profile or your presence. So this is the thing that people will see and look at when you reach out to someone and decide whether or not they trust you. So on LinkedIn, it's your personal profile. It's your company profile, inherently your website. These are the, the things that are, are locked in. People can check reviews, all that sort of stuff, your presence. Mm. The next is um, people. So you need to target the right people. The more specific and niche it is, the, the better your chance of conversion. Mm. The other one is um, your prospecting. So the messaging, what you actually say when you reach out to people, it's a real art between not being too pushy, but also not being too passive. You, mm. Like you don't want to propose on the first date, but by the same token, you don't want to lead people on and, and yeah. not go anywhere too. Yeah. So there's the prospecting. And then the last P is uh, process. Um, people like, like as an example, um, if you, if you're reaching out to someone, you have a look through their profile, you look at all the things on the thing and you write them this perfect customized message that's suited perfectly to them. Mm. It's about 10 times the amount of work, say, versus just automating something, but mm. you're not going to get 10 times the extra results. Mm. In fact, what I've seen is that, um, it, some people on LinkedIn, no matter what you do, no matter how perfect a client they are, would be, they would be, it, there's, they're just going to say no, no matter what, no matter what you say to them at all. So you need to do things. You need to get this balance of inputs and outputs so that things are effective. You can't just be doing more and more and more. Otherwise it costs you too much to generate your leads. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, that first point when you said about profile, um, one of the things I was sort of equated to is if, uh, let's just say you've got a shop 
you walk past if it's just a door and a shingle with a says you know what it what, what what's in that's the shop, it. people won't go in but if it's got display things out on the table like people are 51 percent of the buyer or way through the buyer journey before they even talk to a sales rep so what makes them any different when they're going to go and talk to you as a, as a person who's just connecting with them on linkedin so yeah reducing those barriers making it easy for conversation absolutely um so i guess uh if there's any any other like uh tips or tricks i guess the one thing yeah. someone could do right now that is going to improve their uh legion yeah okay so i'll i'll give I'll give one tip and I'll talk about messaging specifically. So when it comes to reaching out to people and starting conversations on LinkedIn. So the most important thing, I'll, I'll probably give a few tips, but the most important thing is keep messages very, very short. Do not send people page long sales pitches. Mm -hmm. Do not send people information they don't ask for. Get buy-in first to what you're doing before mm -hmm. you send people information. Yeah. And the reason that's important is, first of all, people haven't asked for necessarily links or to book on your calendar or any of this crap. Mm. So first of all, it's, it's um, presumptuous to just send them things that they don't want. But it also gives you that first point of engagement. And then we know who's engaging. It allows us to then focus more manually and nurture those relationships manually mm. versus just spraying our information over everywhere and hoping that it pushes through we need to know who's more engaged so we can put the put more love into people who actually have the need willing to engage and and have the interest versus just putting it out there and hoping for the best mm, yeah yeah all right well that's uh, that's pretty pretty gold um so i guess um that's i guess if, you, if you're listening and, and you want to reach out to uh to ryan then you can go to b2bleads.com um, he's got a, a wealth of knowledge and a whole bunch of uh, other tips and tricks that we just didn't have time to cover today. Um, thank you. First of all, thank you very much for your time. Um, and if you want to drive more profit, then um, you either go to his website, but I'm also going to put the link to the website and to his LinkedIn profile where you can connect with him directly uh, in the episode comments um, in the links with this episode. So thank you very much for listening to the podcast. And if you have any other questions or you'd like to be on the show, go to relevate.com.au and fill out the contact form. Otherwise, take care.